All right, good morning, and uh, from give morning from the team at Made in the Streets in Nairobi. Uh, they, they had their class uh, eight hours ago, uh, so they're finished for today and uh, getting ready for tonight now. Uh, the, uh, the class and the sermon there today is a new series started on, on making wise and foolish decisions. And so we're looking at biblical things where, um, where people make good decisions or bad decisions and what the wisdom or foolishness was of that. So I think they, they have an exciting beginning. Um, we're, uh, we, think, we think that the way Made in the Streets is working is a really good and wise thing. And, and one of the reasons we think that is because it's like, well, when our kids finished, graduated from their, their cooking program last year, they all got jobs. That's a neat thing. And we also think that because there are 20, 20, what is it, 22 new students, 23, darling, says because of the, of the baby that was born two weeks ago and uh, 24 is coming because another baby will be born in a few months from girls who were on the streets a few months ago. Uh, and we think that's a really good thing. Uh, there are several things we'd like to do today. If there's any time, we will a- answer questions. Uh, we'll see about that. Uh, but is the bell going to ring when we're through? No. Will somebody tell me? Stop? Okay. All right. You'll tell me when to stop. Great. All right. Um, I want to play you a little video so you'll see something of, uh, of, of the transformation that happens in young people. And this is kind of fun. And it shows you what some of our, a skill that some of our kids have learned. So can one, someone shut the lights off back there? And we'll, um, we'll get that go. I think it's going to go, right? Yeah, I think so. Sure.
Well, that's kind of fun, uh, and, and the guys had such fun creating that uh, that video. Uh, Titus, the barber, uh, is in this salon that's really an upscale place. It's where Darlene goes to get her hair cut, and, um, uh, and the woman who runs that shop has, uh, has hired uh, about, um, oh, uh, let's see, six of our young people to work there and help them go to the Revlon Institute and uh, done a number of great things for our students. Titus is really a great barber. There are, some, there are a number of, Euro, of uh, Europeans and Americans who go to him to have their hair cut uh, who are expats living in Nairobi. And there's one guy that came in to the shop uh, one day and said, you know, I want Titus to cut my hair. And Nargis told him, well, Titus isn't here today. And he said, well, well I'll come back. What day is he coming back to work? And so uh, that was, that's kind of neat to have that kind of experience. Joseph was in our computer program a few years ago, and when he graduated, uh, he's, a, he's a Kikuyu kid. That's the biggest tribe. And you know, we have, we have some racism in the U.S. We, we call it tribalism in Kenya, and it's intense. Uh, there are people who are, who are killed often or beaten often or have great troubles because they are of a different tribe. Well, he's a Kikuyu, and the second biggest tribe and, and, and the one that clashes most with the Kikuyu uh, is the Luo, and our computer teacher is a Luo, and he is the one who took Joseph into Ibrahim Electronics for his first interview for a job. And the Indian owner of that place was so impressed by that fact that he said to Joseph, can you go to work for me today? And he did. And he went from there to uh, work in that guy's supermarket because he wanted to go on to send himself to some more school. So he went to a, another computer program and uh, he's just doing just incredibly well, which is just a really neat thing. And we're glad to see that. Now, uh, the guy who did the video work is John Dennis Kamau, who was in our computer program as well. Uh, when he graduated, he got a job with Good News Productions and started doing uh, videography and then video editing. And then he was recruited uh, and he left Good News to work for a production company that's owned by the president of Kenya. And so now John Dennis travels with the president different places and does uh, video work uh, with them. And it's kind of interesting that a street kid goes from that, uh, which is just great. And uh, let's see. I guess that's all of them, all three of them. Uh, they are three of our really happy stories. And they are also involved in, in, uh, in Bible studies now that they have left. See, I don't know what you do with your life when you're not at Otter Creek, whether you in your home have people come in who are not Christians or not you know, committed followers and you invite them in for Bible studies and, and you do evangelism that way. But these guys are doing some of that in Nairobi. And so we're, we're just so proud of them that they, that they do that kind of thing. Now I'd like to run you through a little bit of a PowerPoint, or this is a keynote, actually. Um, Got to make a difference here. Now if I can get it started. And uh, is it up there? Oh, you didn't know I was going to keep on, did you? All right. It's coming back on. Okay. Automatic? No, that's great. I love those things. <laughs> All right. Darling, say something real quick to this crowd while he gets this going about our work. Anastasia, yes. Girl, I'm telling you, she was running Pro Tools like a, a tech off of Music Row. Yeah. You know, I'm sitting here, she could have $56,000 a year job right there on Music Row. She could, and she's still working for Good News Productions. Darlene happened to be uh, on the streets today. She went down with Maureen and Boovy and uh, someone else, and when they got Anastasia and her cousin off the streets many years ago, and what an incredible thing that's happened with her life. Yeah, I don't have time to tell you the stories of Anastasia and 
you know, um, Brian and Mary and all those other people that uh, have come through Maiden Streets. Uh, but anyway, here's um, this is our new logo. So you've you've been started seeing that. This is what it's typically like: a <coughs> kid with a bottle and use, keeping it going as long as he can and stuffing it in his mouth and huffing the glue uh, so that he doesn't feel hungry, so that he doesn't feel as sad and lonely and depressed as he's been. Uh, it's a typical scene on the on the alleyways. Yeah. He might, I don't know if he knows A E I O U or not, um, but this is well. This is John Dennis Kamau. This is our computer student who did that video in 2008, uh, just before he came off the streets. Um, and here he is uh, when he was working for Good News Productions. They got him a nice camera to work with, and then he got me to buy him uh, a nice camera in the U.S. so he could do other kinds of things. And he's done about. 15 videos for Made in the Streets, which is really neat. We've appreciated him a lot. Now he doesn't do anything for us because he's with the president, but you know, that's the way <laughs> life is. Um, okay, uh, this is one of our new uh, team members, uh, Linda, uh, who's in Eastleigh, and she's doing first aid on a kid that had a serious leg problem. Uh, kids get burned, they get cut, uh, they get infections, uh, that sort of thing, and we do a lot of the minor first aid things ourselves and then send them to doctors, uh, clinics when we, when we can't. Uh, but that's one of the things we do, a, a service thing. We're really there to tell them the good news of Jesus because we think only the power of Jesus is going to get them off the streets because dealing with their first aid problems and dealing with their food problems and dealing with their ID problems won't get them off the streets. It's when they have confidence and hope that they get off the streets. And so it's really about Jesus. But you do all these other things too because it needs to be done, just like Jesus did in his ministry. Um, well, now what's that? Oh, it's a video. Do we have sound? We don't have sound. Volume's high, all the way up. I don't know. <laughs> well, anyway, you're getting to see uh, we'll Made in the Streets in one minute. It's going to be gone before you get to it. Oh. It'll go. Is it on vibrate? Well, I can't see. It's not going to work. <laughs> Nothing works. Oh, well, you get to see Made in the Streets. There's. And, and you're going to hear me, you're not going to hear me, but uh, you could hear me talk about how much we love doing Made in the Streets and talking about our kids because they're very important to us and it's important to us what they've made out of their lives. Okay, and that's it. We're through with that. Let's move right along to the next picture. Okay, these are, these are the, uh, we have a new thing we started uh, two and a half years ago called Hope online school of leadership and and so what we're doing we're not just doing this for street kids we're doing it for some people who've been street kids we're doing it for other young people in kenya and uh and a lot of our our a lot of our team at made in the streets have joined the hope online school these are the ones that graduated last year uh from uh, from the school and uh, that's been such an exciting thing we've got about a hundred people now enrolled uh we've got uh we have a graduates and we have people in their second year and we have people in their first year 
uh, now, and we're going to start a new cohort of students in, in January. Uh, we think this is going to be a dynamic thing. We're doing courses like Lead Like Jesus, and uh, we have courses in sociology and various uh, psychology and various other things, but we're primarily interested in creating people who will lead like Jesus. And, uh, and so it's, it's been an exciting thing already. We're involved in so many things, it's crazy. But here's a new involvement we have, uh, one of our new projects. This, is, uh, this area is called Mountain View, and this is uh, the top of a hill up there. And we have 40 acres. We've talked about this before. We have 40 acres there. We started a few weeks ago building a perimeter wall for a Christian camp. Uh, on that on that property and this week they will finish building a 12 foot high wall around a 208 by 110 foot uh, rectangle that kind of goes uphill uh, we're going to have a well at the bottom of it we're grateful that living water is going to help us living water here is going to help us get that well in uh, we're going to have a well down there and some water is always going to go outside the property down to a little reservoir that we've dug down there and we're building a blue viewing platform on the well so we'll have this water down there and we'll be able to climb up on that platform and see the animals that come to drink water there you know and because we've run across hyena and python they don't come drink water but hyena and um and i don't know several kinds of animals antelopes up there and so it's going to be exciting to be in that kind of a place and the reason we're building that perimeter wall is because there's lions and a leopard in the area so it's kind of exciting you know and um <laughs> but anyway but we'll put the buildings inside the wall uh eventually on the lower level we'll have one of the buildings and then up on another level uh we'll have some other buildings and a kitchen and you know places to sleep and that sort of thing so we're really excited about having a camp there there's just not enough camps for christians for churches for youth groups or whatever in kenya to use and so we're going to provide something not only as a place for street kids but it's a place for churches and youth groups and that sort of thing to use uh, throughout the year you know we don't have snow and so we don't have to worry about having any time of the year when you can't go up there uh, we can run it all the time uh, and this is this is looking down at where our little reservoir will be where we'll we'll have our uh, our water hole for uh, seeing the animals and uh, oh now this is a whole new thing um, another new project we're doing is, uh, and it's kind of a coffee project, I guess, in a way, but we're, uh, we're helping, we're starting to help some young Ethiopian believers start a street ministry in Addis Ababa, Ethiopia. About 8 million people in Addis, bigger than Nairobi, lots of kids on the streets. A different kind of culture, a different way in some ways that they're going to have to work with their kids. We're not new moving Made in the Streets. We're just assisting them. They're going to call their program Made in the Streets too. But they're going to run it themselves once we teach them how. So, so this year in August, we're going to have six people come from Addis to Nairobi. And they're going to spend two months on the streets with us. So they'll go out almost every day working on the streets. And then they'll have some classes taught by our team members and maybe even taught by some former street kids. And then in, when they get back in October to Addis, they'll be able to start their own street ministry. And, uh, and then we'll continue to work with them. We'll send skills trainers over to, to do the initial skills training for the street kids so they can develop jobs or businesses or something in Addis. And it's going to be an exciting thing. See, Ethiopians say that coffee started in Ethiopia. And you know, maybe it did. They have, a, they have a, uh, a great story. I don't have time to tell you, but they have a great do I have time to tell them? No. Uh, a great story about how, how people found out about coffee in the first place. It's kind of fun. You can ask me about it sometime. Uh, but we love the coffee ceremony there. Uh, one of the, we want to give you something today. This is a gift for you. 
and we hope you it'll make you keep thinking the lovely Darlene will pass out the gifts um, you know when when uh, those men came to see Jesus they came to see the baby and they brought him we didn't bring any gold I'm sorry no myrrh but we did bring frankincense we found out we took our first trip to Ethiopia that that's where you get frankincense is in Ethiopia and and these these wise men who came maybe got it out of the old Abyssinian Empire which stretched all the way from like North Africa Algeria and all, all the way across uh, northern Africa into Saudi Arabia big empire and so they knew they had a lot of trade routes that went across there and so they knew all about the things in Ethiopia but this is frankincense and what they do with it there is they they first they this is the end product of course but they they roast the green coffee beans and we had this experience in, at breakfast in the morning which is great they roast these green coffee beans you have the smell of the coffee roasting which is so great and then they take a little bit of uh, frankincense and put it on top of a of a piece of charcoal we have lots of it um, put it on a on a piece of charcoal and and, uh, and, it, and the smell of the frankincense mixes with the smell of coffee. That's really neat. I mean, you know you are in paradise, you know, when you, and then you get to drink that small cup of coffee that's strong. You like, you okay, strong? You like it all right? Oh, it's really, it's really just incredible. Well, we're, we're gonna go there. I mean, we're, we're gonna help them. Uh, this is Dereje Alam. Um, wow, an Ethiopian who left Addis when he was 15 because the communists had taken over Ethiopia and taken all of the land that his grandfather owned away from him, which was quite a bit of land. They were a pretty wealthy family and all of a sudden they were in deep poverty. Uh, he's 15, he leaves the country, he has a lot of, he goes into Sudan, he has a lot of problems in Sudan. You know, we, we know about the lost boys of, of Sudan. Well, he's kind of that, fits into that, only he didn't get airlifted out of, uh, out of, um, out of, out of Sudan. But eventually he came to Nairobi. He did not meet us, but he lived in Nairobi for a while while he was 15, 16 years old. And then he thought he had a job in Kampala, Uganda. Now you don't know what God's doing. You know, you just never know what God is doing because he can do great things in your life and you don't even know it. Okay, he goes up to Kampala because he thinks he has a job. They get his passport. The job disappears. He can't get his passport back. He's a homeless kid in Kampala, Uganda. He wanders the streets and sleeps where he can. And so he fits into our whole street kid thing. And so, but while he's there, he's walking on the street one day and he looks up and sees Church of Christ, free English lessons. And he thinks, okay. And so he goes up, he meets Isaac Sanyu and, and he begins to study English there. And then an intern comes and her name is Mindy McClung. And she has McClung relatives in Texas and Oklahoma and some other places. I have McClung relatives, and we haven't found out whether we're related or not yet. But he meets Mindy there. She's an intern. They fall in love. She goes back to the U.S. He gets to the U.S. They're at Pepperdine. Uh, he gets training in auto mechanics. Um, he, he, uh, they stay there a while. They get involved with the Hollywood Church and the Malibu Church. And eventually he says, I want to go back to... Ethiopia. I want to go back and help my people get excited about Jesus. Lots of Christianity in Ethiopia, right? It's a Christian nation, but it's all tradition and ceremony, and, and there's no place for the young people. They're just kind of lost in, in Ethiopia. And so I want to go back and create something for them. Now, Dereje doesn't play soccer, but he's smart. And so when he got to Addis, he started a soccer tournament program. 
And in a few weeks, he had several hundred young people playing soccer. And in about six months, he had a thousand young people in soccer tournaments in, in Addis. Kind of an incredible thing. He's one of those people that, he's not like me. He's one of those people that meets people easily, you know, and talks to them. And I mean, a woo kind of person, you know. Well, anyway, he's, he's there. Mindy's there. Um, and, they, um, and here he is talking to a group of young adults. They baptized quite a few young people in the last year. And, and, and they've got, this is kind of an amazing thing. You think whether this would happen here or not. They've got 18 young adults, who most of whom have jobs or they're in school somewhere. And every afternoon, Monday through Saturday, six days a week, they come over to where Derege is at four o'clock in the afternoon and they stay until eight o'clock. They study English for two hours and they study Bible for two hours. A commitment. I mean, this is real commitment. And they, all 18 of them come every day. And so we went and had a seminar. Bill Arnold is a businessman in Texas who went with me. And he's, a, he's not just a businessman, but he believes that his, his life is meant to glorify God. And so what he believes in is evangelism. But so we went there to hold a seminar called Who Cut Your Hair and Who Cooked Your Pancakes? I get that right? Yeah, who cut your hair and who cut your... Because he says, that's the people you want to evangelize. Who cut your hair? That's your person to reach for Jesus. Who cooked your pancakes? That's who it is. And he tells stories about Betty who cooked his pancakes at IHOP and, and the relationship they had over the years. Well, he went and did a seminar and the 18 invited 12 others to come. And they were with us in a two-day seminar and, and they all got really excited about things. And so, um, did I tell this right? Uh, there's one of them. His name is Ali. He's a senior in high school, I think. Uh, this is Nene. Uh, she's um, one of those young people. Uh, this is Danny. He's going to be one of the ones. Six of them are coming to Nairobi in August. Did I say this already? They're coming in, in August. They're going to spend two months and they're going to go back and start this program. Now, I showed you a picture of Zahura this morning. I just want you to see her again because she is a delight. Um, and uh, uh, normally Darlene tells the stories here at Otter Creek because there are several people at Otter Creek that says Darlene tells stories better than you do, Charles. And so she usually does, but she wanted me to tell this story because um, I'm the person that Zuhura um, first revealed her life to. Uh, she told me about her fears and she told me about her guilt and, and she told me about the things that had happened to her in her life and, uh, and, and we worked through those things and, and now she's just an incredible delight and, and a, you know, kind of a showcase person for us uh, because of what she's now doing with her life. Yeah. kids who want to change, right? We ask for repentance, uh, but then we talk about Jesus, and they know when they come, they're all about <coughs> Jesus. But she was Muslim, you know, sometimes, and then sometimes she was Christian, and uh, so sometimes she would be singing the songs and talking to the girls about Jesus, and then, then she would get out the prayer rug, you know, and then so it's like, it just went on for long enough to where we're thinking, okay, we're responsible for all of our other kids who needs some some clarity about being a Christian every day. And so we think that, I don't know, can we, you know, can we find another program for her or whatever? Because it's just, she was just, when she was Muslim, she was so Muslim. And so we're like, okay, we have clarity. But you know what? Enough of the, like Charles and some of the women 
they all did talk to her and said, you've got to choose. You've got to choose from your heart and from your dedication, whichever one it is. You've got to be one or the other. And she chose Jesus. And she has been then just such a delight. And that just gave her freedom. I mean, it just gave her joy. And, um, and you know, we hadn't seen her without a scarf and all that stuff. And it's, she's cute. And she just loves Jesus, and she has, she's the one, immediately after graduation, okay, somebody in my apartment to study the Bible with. So all her neighbors come to her apartment to study the Bible. And it's just, so if you have friends that you're thinking, I they're never going to choose whatever they are and choose for Jesus, don't give up. Because she, that person might just be like Sahara, which is, I just think she's got a good life with the kingdom. Thank you. Darlene and I collect songs all the time for the kids because they love music. And, and so we collect uh, music videos and that sort of thing to take back to, and, and show them. We have one day a week in chapel that Darlene and I show music videos and then we get a chance to talk about the songs. And there are a couple of songs that we've collected in the last couple of years that we really have liked. And I recommend them to you that you look them up on YouTube and listen to them if you don't know these songs. There's one called No Orphans of God. There are no orphans of God. Great song. And, uh, and it's really become sort of a theme for us as we think about our kids that uh, God doesn't want anyone left out there. He wants people in his family. He wants people with him. And so we want people with us uh, because of that. Another song that we've enjoyed that's sung by a group of teenagers in a youth group or somewhere or something that's, that's really, really neat is called Live Differently. We want to live differently. We want to serve, we want to give, we want to love, we want to live differently. And they, they, the kids sing and then there's cutouts to pictures around the world, that sort of thing. So look up Live Differently and, uh, and watch that and think about us, if you will, please, at, at some point. Um, uh, one more thing that I want to talk about before we take questions. We talked about Ethiopia, we've talked about uh, Christian camp. Um, uh, I want to talk about what happens to the kids when they leave us. Besides people like Zahura, uh, she stayed with us, and so she's going to be teaching other kids jewelry making in the future, uh, and maybe go to Ethiopia and teach jewelry making. Uh, but the other kids, they go out, and, and, and there's a loss of contact. They've been living in this bubble at Made in the Streets, you know, this nice, wonderful bubble, and they go out into the world where your boss might not even like you very well, you know, sometimes. And, uh, but everybody likes you at Made in the Street. And so, uh, and, and, you, and you're going to have coworkers, and, and they may be difficult. And so we've had kids that just, you know, they, they gave up on their jobs. And so we have a program called Into the World now that uh, Jack and Millie Omondi do. And Jackton used to be our tailoring instructor and our, and our sports guy at Made in the Streets. And now we focused him on what happens to our graduates. And, and so they go and they visit them at work, they visit them at home, they encourage them to start Bible studies in their apartments, uh, they do lots of things with them. What we want to do next, and we've got to raise money for this, I, I needed to say that, right? Okay, I say that, we need to raise money for this. Uh, we're, going to, uh, we're going to rent a building in downtown Nairobi. So we'll have a third location for Made in the Streets because we need a place where the kids can go when they finish work uh, or go before they go to work some days or, or if they have an off day, a place where they only have to take one bus ride, one Matatu ride downtown and not take two or three rides to, 
to get back out to the bubble at, uh, at Kamulu. Um, and, and a place where they can gather and it will be their own and they can, uh, you know, they can have fellowship, they can have worship, they can do other, they can uh, network together, those kind of things. Uh, so we're going to do that and have someone who mans that building, who's there to receive people and plan programs for them and that sort of thing. And they need that. You know, we, we have a girl named Mary who, uh, who finished a few years ago at Made the Streets, and when she left, she managed to get a job. She was a cooking student. She managed to get a job at a, at a really upscale restaurant. I've talked about this before. Darling, I don't go there because it costs too much. Actually, we have gone there a couple of times recently. Maybe we're wealthier now. Anyway, we're, uh, we, uh, um, she got this job, and her boss really liked her because she worked hard and she did good work. And then, and then she left that place. She, she resigned and left because there were other employees who were jealous of her and her relationship to the boss. That he liked her too much. And so she went and worked for a place called Zucchini and became their pastry chef and did salads and special salads and stuff like that at Zucchini. And then the boss from Art Cafe found her over at Zucchini and said, I want to make you a deal. I want to do something new in Nairobi. I want to open a new restaurant there are no sushi restaurants in Nairobi. And, uh, and how many here like sushi? Oh my, lots of you. Maybe you could go to the sushi place in Nairobi when you come. But, uh, but he said, I want to send you to South Africa for training for four months, and then you'll come back here and you'll be the first sushi chef in Nairobi. And so she did. And came back and he opened his restaurant and then she helped Brian who was another former student of ours get a job there and recently Brian helped Simon Yangala get a job there who is one of our students and so now there are at least three of them working at the sushi place and the guy is opening his second sushi restaurant this month which, which means he's been very successful and um, and and so that, that's something that's happened to some of our some of our students the kind of jobs they get and Brian said Bible, yeah Bible. they have a Bible study going on at work. That's kind of neat, isn't it? At work, they can, they can do this because the boss, he's Jewish, but he lets them do it. And, um, uh, and Brian says, though, that we need, a, we need some other Bible studies. So there are several of us, who one who works at a production company and one who works somewhere else. He says, what we do after work on Sundays, because they get off a little early on Sundays, we, we found a church that has a Bible study uh, after we get off work. And so we just go there and, and we're in this Bible study, and he said it's not really the best thing in the world, but it's something. And so this is one of our reasons for opening a place downtown. So they can come, and they can be together, and they can have studies, and they encourage one another to be evangelists and while they work and all that sort of thing. And so anyway, that's kind of exciting. Is it time to quit? Time to quit. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, love you all. If you have a question, you can ask Darlene when we get through. Uh, now we we have to rush down to the second service uh, so that. Uh, Charles, I yeah. Just want to say uh, we have a bring your own lunch. If anybody else wants to come and ask questions, and converse about this, or even if there's interest in the trips that we're making there, we'll one next year. Um, and so it will be down in the gymnasium right after church. So yeah, if you're not going to that other thing that you announced, then you can come down and join us. All right. And so, and we, we'll be around. We'd love to talk to you more. Uh, write us an email. Do whatever you can do. Come visit us. God bless. All right. <laughs> Got some of those. Things. Let's get down there. <laughs> oh, man. We'll see you down there. Okay. We'll see you in a minute. All right. Great.
Like your microphone. Hi. Huh? Like your microphone. Oh, oh yeah, I gotta give that back, haven't I? <laughs> <laughs> Reminding me. Uh, oh, thank you. Thank you very much. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I need to turn that off.